0: Hello, everybody. Soul Bros Podcast is back after spring break, and I am Cassius. And it's Devin. Devin back is again. back. Yeah. What's up? And today back we're going to gonna talk about Jasmine Sullivan.
1: One of my favorites. It's one of it his my favorites. Favorite.
0: And I call her the underrated Sultress.
1: Yes, she got the rasp.
0: Speaking of her raspy vocal quality, a lot of people are attracted to her because of that, and of course, her runs. But first, we want to talk about Jasmine Sullivan's. Early life and childhood. <clears throat> she was born and raised in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Philly. Philly. Hey, Jay from Philly. No, just playing. Her mother was a former background singer. You see where her training comes from. And she is a graduate of Philadelphia High School for the Creative and Performing Arts, where she was a voice major. We know that. And of course, we know she's a wonderful contralto. She can sing lower than me, and I'm a tenor. Mm-hmm. And she can sing as high as an alto can. And I will never forget when I started looking her up on YouTube, and she sung "A Step with God Allows" on "It's Showtime at the Apollo." Yeah, that was one of her greatest videos. Remember that? Yeah, that was a good video. And what about? Go ahead and talk about the Wiz video, Divins. The Wiz video was good too. I think she was Dorothy.
1: She was Dorothy. She played Dorothy, and um, she. Um, She's saying, um, "Was it somewhere over the rainbow?" No, it was no, home. It was home, home. Yes, <laughs> when I think of home,
0: yeah, that's right. She saying home, and I don't know. That video just it touched my spirit. The way she did those runs, like at that age, she was a child.
1: Yeah, she couldn't have been more than what fourteen. She did
0: the I ain't gonna do it right, but she did like my Oh yeah. That yeah, run. Was, yeah. I practice. But you that know she detail. has a church background. Yes, so. but that don't even matter because everybody at church can't even sing that. That's true. And, and And then she moved on her to secular music, you know. Yes yeah, she did.
1: And she just started singing more um, you know, R and B and souls type stuff. She really just started working with. She did get signed by Jive after, for a while, but they kind of, I don't know what happened. With she got contract, signed at
0: 15 but. years old. She recorded an album, never, never was released. Yeah. And she was a drop from the label. Yeah, they made a mistake because they made a big mistake. But she went over there, so J Records with Missy Elliott and started songwriting. And before you know it, what do we have from her? I bust your. No, 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 it's not bust your windows, even though it's my favorite. But we had I Need This Bad as a Heartbeat yeah. Bad, like In 10 the food Seconds. I eat. And really, Lions and Tigers and Bears is the first song I really
1: heard. Really? Yeah. That was one of my first, like, one of her first songs that I was like, okay, I need to really pay attention to her. I mean, I knew about her before, kind of from 10 Seconds and her first
0: album, Fearless, but. After Lions and Tigers and Bears, that's when I really started falling in love with her. And a lot of people don't even know, like, being around Missy Ellen and Timberland, of course, you know, at the beginning of her career, she's most definitely going to have to learn how to songwrite. And she, a lot of people don't know that she started writing songs for Christina Milian. She wrote Say I. It her fault. She wrote Say I. Nothing wrong with Christina Milian. David. <laughs> she wrote Say I, which I love the song. She wrote songs for Jennifer Hudson, Tamia, Monica, and Fantasia Brino. Some of the greatest vocalists that we have in this day and age right now. And her first album. Let's go ahead and talk about Fearless since you mentioned it. Need You Bad was her debut single. Mm -hmm. And it went to number one on the hot R&B hip-hop stations. I remember being young and in school. I think I was in high school. Yes, I was in high school. And... Or middle school. I cannot remember you guys. Never mind. It was 2008. But 2008 I was in I was high school. school. That was high, school. high school. Yeah. school. She totally. I could not escape that song. From 106 and Park. To People's Car. To the radio. <laughs> you couldn't escape. I need. That song was good. But. The song. The
1: song of the album was In Love With Another Man. You can't deny it, that song. But it didn't get radio played like Need You Bad. Well Need, of course, need You Bad was a radio groove. Yeah. It was a radio groove, But.
0: The best song on that album is "In Love with Another Man." She wrote every song on that album. That's to have that much creative control of your first album. That's, that's amazing, unheard of, too. And of and course, her album debuted at number one because everybody was for Jasmine Sullivan then. Yeah, I love. Then, and of course, her next her next hit from the album was "Bush Your Windows." Mm-hmm. That was every woman who got cheated on. <laughs> the video was good too. The video was really good. Every woman who got cheated on, every woman who got hurt, girls are singing that. kind oh, this! Uh, so many people got their windows busted. <laughs> oh, that the, all out. the men cars just messed up. In then region number four in the hot r b hip hop songs, she had some great, great moments, and even her song was, was um, sung on Glee, with yeah, by Emma Rose, yeah. And I knew that when when your song do that, you done made it. Like, your song made it to a TV show or a movie, you make it. Yeah. And, of course, she had the most amazing song to come out to me and you on the album next to Dream Big. But I'm going to let you have it. Speak to me, Devin, how you felt when you first heard Lions, Tigers, and Bears. Oh, my.
1: It was, oh, my gosh. That song, I actually listened to it on the way here. That song, like, that was, like when I said, like I said, one of my first times really... Hearing like, cause you know, I heard "Need You Bad" and that was a good song and everything. Don't get me wrong, but I that was my first time going through the album and listening to like the songs that nobody really played on the radio or like nobody really like talked about a lot. And that was one of those songs that was just I don't know why it didn't get bigger than it was because that was just a it was a hit. She sang the hell out of that song. She sings the hell out of every song, but she sang the hell out of that song. I don't know. It just oh, it gives me
0: chills. It yes, really does. and she tore up in record sales, like she wrecked it, mm-hmm. it went gold, and that's good for a first album to go gold, yeah, well, when did she won herself, yes, and had, of course, you got Missy back in you, Missy Elliott, that's true, and mm-hmm. Timberland, you're gonna do great, and I was so proud of that album, I really was, and she started, she started collaborating with Neo on tour, and Kiss on his album, ryan leslie Mm -hmm. and tour and snoop Dogg. she made a guest appearance on his album it's just everything was good for her yeah and see he loved fearless y'all that's not my favorite that's not my favorite that's not your favorite what you loved it yeah
1: i love love fearless but
0: i love her second album love me back that was a good one that was a good one when she came out with 10 seconds
1: yeah that was the video was good. Yeah, the video was good. So good. she looked so good. was always been, like, un- unafraid to be, like, I maybe, I don't know how she felt about it, but she's always looked good as a thick girl, and just her body feels out really well. I know that I have nothing to do with her music, but, you know, it has everything to do with her image and, like, the way she portrays herself in these music videos. You know what I mean? She's not afraid to be, like, yeah, I'm a thick girl, and I look good, you know. Whatever,
0: but I can still sing at the same time. A lot you can tell a lot of her songs. She she hasn't been really going it well with men, and she really talked about it in this album. I mean, holding you down, going in circles. Her first lead single that was a bop. It was a bop. It was a bop. And for those who don't know what a bop is, a bop is just like a great song or a great. It's just like a hit. Everybody love it, but that song was good it was upbeat but it was about a man having you going in circles in a relationship and she can't keep being around him then 10 seconds we mentioned earlier was she was kicking him out then she talked about Don't Make Me Wait which I love that song it wasn't a single it should have been because it was a tribute to Prince I mean clearly it was Mm -hmm. she was talking about Vanity Six and it had the Prince vibe that's probably why that's my favorite song on the album and then she had a song called Excuse Me and everybody loves that one, baby. Excuse me. She do the most epic runs in Excuse Me.
1: I like Famous. That was my favorite song. Oh
0: yes. Famous really at the time when I wanted to really be famous, that was my Yeah. That was my go to song every day.
1: That's like that song for just everybody that's trying it, struggling, you know, trying to make it. It's that kind of song. It just gives you hope, you know.
0: And then then nobody tell her ass to take a hiatus. And she did. She did. And we was trying to wonder where she was. But I mean, it makes
1: sense, though, because she said, I promised myself that when it wasn't fun anymore, I wouldn't do it. And I'm not doing it. She said she wasn't saying that she was never going to sing again, just that, you know, it wasn't fun for her. And I mean, I, I, I think it had more to do probably with the business and the industry of it rather than. You know, because up to that point, she had a lot of creative control Mm -hmm. on her albums and stuff. She could do pretty much what she wanted, but I think that, um, you know, the industry just got to her head. But then she said, "Uh, this is my calling, so I'm going to go ahead and drop Reality Show on y'all ass. And Reality Show, like, just blew me out the water. Still to this day, my favorite Jasmine Sullivan album I can listen to it over and over and over again. I have not gotten bored of that album yet.
0: It's one of it's. It, you can tell she grew. Yeah. She needed to grow before she did the next one. Yeah. And from masterpiece <clears throat> to Stanley, Ooh. to oh, just amazing. Like every song was really amazing. Every every
1: song every song was good. Every song was good. And forever don't last is probably my favorite one off that album. Um, If You Dare was good, Stupid Girl was good, like, it has so many different musical, like, um, like, styles in it, you know, cause, Stupid Girl and Stanley are kinda like, um, like uh disco type records you yeah, know throwback I mean? pop kind of like yeah that throwback record and then you got like the new style with like silver lining and hood love you know that's a Barry j Blige type stuff and then you got forever don't last just a classic just like belt it out let her have you know let them have it type of song and then if you dare it's just like a poppy kind of just way to end it off and reality show was just a great great album
0: she did that and it, it had widespread critically acclaimed accolations It reached number one, which I knew that was going to happen when I first heard it on the Billboard R&B albums, and it sold 30,000 copies in the first week, Mm. which is good for R&B albums of today. She received three Grammy nominations for that album, Best Traditional R&B Performance, Best R&B Song, and Best R&B Album, and then she went on to write songs on Mary J. Blige's Hit album Strength of a Woman Mm -hmm. and I didn't know this until I researched it but she sung background on three of the songs that I like on the album. Think of It, Set Me Free and Glow Mm -hmm. Up. Oh and even Thank You so that's four. And she was on Frank Ocean's album too which you know I love. She
1: sang background for a lot of his songs too and she was in I can't remember the name of the song but she was in in one of the songs and then of course she was in Insecure with Bryson Tiller And she did um, Insecure, the song from the album. And that was a great song, too. And her vocals have not changed. At all. She's still the same. Still got the rasp. And she's
0: just everything. Why do you think that she is so underrated? I mean, she has the voice. She has the package. She has the Mm -hmm. voluptuous body and the chest and all that stuff. But she just hasn't hit that level of extreme success. Maybe she don't want it. Maybe they're not giving it to her. I don't know what's going on. I don't know if it's that she doesn't
1: want it. I think that it's um, very similar to, like, for example, I don't know why she popped in my head, like Amara La Negra from, you know, Love and Hip Hop, Mm -hmm. how she has a specific way that she wants herself to be, you know, to appear. She has a specific, like, way that she she wants herself to be presented as, and she doesn't want to just say, oh, well, I'm going to do this just because it's going to sell more records, or I'm going to change this about myself, or I'm going to change this about my music, my artistry, whatever. I don't think Jasmine is doing that. And I think that in this type of industry, you have to be willing to say, oh, well, now this ain't working, so I'm going to go and do all this poppy, like, you know, record stuff that's going to sell real quick that don't mean nothing. But I don't think Jasmine is the type that wants to do that. I think that for her, it's really, really, really about the music and about how she feels about what she's putting out, and that makes her so much different from all these other girls out here that are just putting out music just to sell, make a quick buck, and nobody's gonna even care about it in the next, you know, whatever. Like, it might be a li- it might be a hit, it might be all over the radio and stuff, but it doesn't mean anything because your passion and your your love for the the art isn't in it, and I think that that's why she's underrated like she is.
0: But I do think her music has longevity. It's gonna last a long time. Oh,
1: it will definitely will. It's just that it's gonna be like an underrated type thing because her audience is people who are people who genuinely enjoy good R and B music and genuinely enjoy good music in general, and people who like have that that interest in you know like what a real art form is and not just somebody who. Is gonna have just a couple quick hits. They're gonna go to number one. They're gonna be number one all the time. Like, all you hear is Despacito and Cardi B and all that stuff. And that's cool. Like, that's good for them. But Jasmine has never really been that type of artist. And honestly, I'm fine with that because that means that I can stand for her and nobody knows what I'm talking about. I can just get my life and not have nobody be in my face about it. So,
0: well, I totally agree with you. She's going to be around for a long time. She just has that persona and presence. And I know people are still learning of her and going to grow to love her, of course. Because, I mean, when you have a presence and a voice like that, you won't not be booked. Right. Because she, she forever, when she has when this last tour, it stayed booked. Mm-hmm. Like, you, you if you didn't get a ticket early, you just didn't get a ticket. And even people like Jennifer Hudson and Beyonce and them, all of them love her. Mm-hmm. Because she's amazing. If the greats love you, then you good. Mm -hmm. And so, everybody know, but at the same time, sometimes the greats are overlooked. You know? Yeah. It's just the way of the game. You have people like Sierra who can't sing a lick, but can dance. And then you have her that can sing, but can't dance. But that's the way the music industry is right now. But we're going to forever stand for Jasmine Sullivan. Always. She so always going to be my favorite. Both of my favorites, male and female, are
1: underrated artists. So, And I'm fine with that. And we, who's your male? We're going to have to talk about them.
0: Tevin Campbell. Oh, yeah. We're going to talk about Tevin Campbell. Underrated. So underrated. But one of the best we got. So be on the lookout, guys. Next week, Devin will have to go away again. I'll be back. But he will be back. And next time he get, he's back, Flying we're going to have to talk about Tevin Campbell. Yep. Thank you for listening to the Soul Bros Podcast. This is Cassius. And it's Devin. And LaRodney is busy, but he'll be back next week, you guys, with his ignorant commentary. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you guys for listening. If you have any questions, let us know. Hit us on social media. Soul Bros Podcast everywhere. All right, y'all. Bye. Bye.